Welcome to another wild episode of Hello Drop. This one's a real eclectic mix. Over the next 15 minutes, we'll be talking about the trends in cosmetics, the amazing power of Zoom conferencing, and the future of drones. This is going to be an episode you don't want to miss. When that halo drop, light up my mind, you know it's time. When that halo drop. First up, I want to talk about the power of video conferencing in the Zoom economy. Sitting in front of Zoom is, is super tiring. Sitting in front of the video camera um, all day for work is, is definitely tiring. I think, you know, as we look at getting out of the work environment into other sorts of events, right? So outside of just day-to-day meetings, you know, there's two other buckets that we could possibly talk about. One is like virtual events and how we have been approaching virtual events and how those virtual events in conferences might change over time. And then perhaps outside of those virtual larger events, you know, things like, you know, maybe breaking that down into conferences and trade shows, which might be happening all the way into virtual workouts and cooking classes and things of that sort. How do, you, how do you guys look at that? And what are your thoughts on virtual events and conferences and virtual workouts and virtual cooking classes? I think to your point, I think if we, if we weren't always on video conferencing calls, I think virtual events would be totally manageable. I think when you're on video conferencing calls for work, and then you're on top of that on for video conferencing for for novelty or just to get education or just for fun, then I think it gets pretty hard. Um, that's what I've seen so far. I don't mind doing uh, virtual entertainment. I've found it to be exciting. I find it to be, um, you know, folks have gotten fairly creative in terms of, you know, everything from comedy to puzzle shows to um, thrillers and cooking. I think, I think it works well. I think it's something that, you know, if you want to, especially if you have a larger family, you know, and you have a lot of folks that are going to, you know, get up and go somewhere, all of a sudden you have a much better sort of opportunity to get together and do something virtually, as opposed to having to try and organize 20 odd people. It's interesting. I think for work meetings, it's nice to have them virtually because it just makes them way more efficient. And I think for like in-person meetings, I think it just depends on what it is. Like if it's creative or something where you need to have like brainstorming, I think it's good to be face-to-face, it's hard to do that virtually. Um, and then I think, yeah, the same thing, like if you look at classes or events, I just think that the human component just makes things so much more interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like, you know, a year ago, if we were to have virtual meetings, the majority of my meetings would be phone calls um, and less video calls. You know, there'd be screen shares, but I, I don't feel like video played such an important part of the calls. And I think today, if you go through the entire day being in front of the camera, there is that fatigue that you have because, you know, every movement and action is noticed because someone's literally staring at you on the other side. You know, I tend to feel compelled to turn on the camera if the other folks have the camera on as well. So one of the things I've tried to start doing is before the call, you know, just switch it to an actual phone call. I mean, it's just less strain and feels like on, on you individually to have to be present both from an audio and video perspective. Thanks, Krishna, for the amazing insights on Zooming. Let's get glamoured up and talk about cosmetics. If everyone remembers when FaceTime was first getting popular, there were individuals getting FaceTime surgeries, little facelifts and whatnot. And now we live in a Zoom first world and you know everyone's wearing Zoom pants to, to their meetings. 
how do you look good? How do you show up refreshed? You know, not looking like you just rolled out of your bed. And so that's been that's been kind of on my mind because, you know, like Krishna mentioned, folks are, you know, feel compelled to be on video. All of a sudden, the whole idea of just having a regular phone call has gone out the door. So if you're going to be on video, you know, what does your setting look like? How does your how does your face look? And it goes for both, uh, you know, both genders, um, like, well, for all genders. I think, you know, folks want to figure out what they actually, how they feel. And, uh, you know, no matter how much lighting um, and how much sort of setup they do, it just seems like there's something missing. And it seems like, you know, folks, it, it, it just sort of falls flat. I mean, today we had a, uh, you know, meeting with almost like five, six, seven people, I think it was. And uh, everyone was trying to figure out what side of the screen their hand was on. You know, folks are folks are trying to figure out like, you know, how does why does mirroring matter? What what do I see versus what does everyone else see? I don't know how, how have you guys been addressing this. It's interesting. I, I think as you meet with people across the the country, everyone's in a in a different. You, you know, you see everyone in their environments. You see how people are set up and uh, how, how people are set up how they present themselves, you know, and it's much more than, than voice, right? It's like, what's the the quality of the, of the video and the lighting. And then alongside that, what are they wearing? And I, and I think it's, it's kind of interesting, right? It's cause you start to see how people show up, um, you know, whether they're in, um, athleisure or if they're dressed up, you know, more so than, than not. And, and, and that's been interesting to see as you look just globally, right? Like how are people showing up in Europe versus in San Francisco versus New York? And, you know, I think you still see a lot of the trends that you would see if you're walking down the street in those cities, people start to correlate to those, right? I feel like San Francisco, people are still a bit more relaxed and they are leaning into the, the industries they fit into. I was on a call recently and um, with a guy in the finance industry and he had literally was throwing on a shirt, uh, like a button up shirt, right for the meeting. And he's like, yeah, I just throw it on and off um, before and after my, my uh, meetings. But is it, is it wrong to want to be business on top and party on the bottom? I think it's totally fine. Party on the bottom, party on the top, whatever you want it to be is, is up to you. It's, it's whatever makes you happy because then that energy is going to translate through the video and that's probably even more important than what you look like now let's switch the topics and get into drones i don't know if you guys saw like amazon's releasing this new echo it's an indoor echo camera and it basically has a little drone that comes out and when you're not at home it'll, it'll essentially just videotapes your entire house and then that's like the first thing and then you're also seeing all these drones that just got approved for last mile delivery so on one side you have security second side you have delivery and the third is uh, these drones will basically record experiences for you. So instead of you having to go anywhere, save your daughter's basketball game. You know, we'll, we'll be moving to a world where it's like Sunil's drone is out there watching the basketball game and you're like in a headset watching it and you don't really have to be there anymore. So I think drones are going to be a big important piece to enable this remote first world we're living in. And it's uh, pretty alarming how fast it's moving. And also like, I don't know if you saw, so... I was reading this article on China and their drones basically are looking like animals. So they have like an eagle drone. You guys can look it up. It looks just like an eagle to the point that when the drone's flying in the air, other eagles fly with it. I actually just uh, was just looking at the the Amazon indoor security drone. That's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. It looks pretty slick too, right? Yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that looks cool. Uh, I feel like you'd be creeped out if you came home and you saw that thing flying around. Can you imagine what someone would do? It, all right, so let's say that is it's easy enough to do indoors at your house. 
at what point do governments just say, hey, let's just put this outdoors? Like you have these little rolling robots and security robots everywhere. Why not just have these ring alarm security drones that just do laps on streets? We didn't just want to talk Zooming. I have some amazing companies that I wanted to highlight as well. As we start to look at the the rise of the, the Zoom competitors, I think what we can definitely keep it in the, the lens of there's some that are focused on you know, the virtual event space, there's some that are focused on being that video conferencing platform. You know, I think when we look at video conferencing, you know, the pandemic gave video conferencing um, like Zoom and BlueJeans and, um, you know, others an enormous revenue boost due to people working from home. With such growth and further uncertainty ahead regarding the pandemic and working from home, there's definitely opportunity for competitors to enter the market. There's four that we took a look at. The first one is GeoMeet. Um, so this was, you know, launched fairly recently um, in 2020. Um, it's part of Reliance's Geo, so you can imagine it's got that um, muscle behind it. Um, it's based in Mumbai, um, essentially just you know India's take on Zoom. It can set up a, a call with over 100 participants. There's no maximum time limit. Things like password protection for meetings, multi-device login support, ability to share a screen, waiting room, um, etc. So just think of that as your Zoom replacement just built and made in India. Um, the second one is Floor. This is founded in 2014, based in Noida, allows one-on-one, one-to-many, and many-to-many meetings. Offers things like polls, Q&As, social forums, user matching for, for networking, content sharing. Primarily, this is a, a virtual space for things like workshops and events and trade shows and festivals, things of that sort. And that's really where they're, they're leaning into. The third one is Say Namaste. Um, it's founded in t- 2009, uh, been around for quite some time, uh, based in Mumbai, secure, private, encrypted, one-to-one and multi-party text, voice and video conferencing solution. You can have over 50 participants and has features such as screen sharing, text mode, file sharing, et cetera. Uh, allows you to join and create meeting rooms are, are super, super easy. And all you need to do is click on a start meeting and uh, you're off to the races. The last one is AirMeet. Uh, this was founded in 2019. And this falls more into the online events and large-scale conferences. Uh, The platform manages the entire event end-to-end and lets the organizer manage registrations, event details. Um, It's super user-friendly, doesn't require downloads, has a social lounge to enable serendipitous interactions, and has a Q&A hand-raise feature. So of those ones Krishna gave out, which which one do you want to give the Krishna award to? The uh, the award uh, goes to AirMeet, and so this is uh, you know virtual virtual stage, um, being able to do things like polls and chats and Q and As and reactions, and um, you know I think they've done a lot of exciting thing with with brands across the world, Volvo, DigitalOcean, HackerRank, Microsoft, Axios, etc. That's one for you to check out. So let's move away with zooming and get excited with the power of cosmetics. Consumers are taking uh, a lot more care um, of not only themselves, but also the the products that they use in their body, right? Ultimately, folks don't want to be using chemicals and other things um, that just make them feel icky. You know, the industry itself is over 600 billion, you know, globally. And there's an awesome kind of opportunity for cosmetic startups to, to really sort of take take over. So a few that I'm really excited about is one is uh, Nature's Tatwa. 
which is founded in 2018 based in Delhi. Um, it's basically a DIY beauty brand. They provide you all the raw materials, kind of like a uh, you know cosmetics do it yourself uh, in a box. You get to you get to play with it and you kind of make it your own. Another company uh, which is really great is Skincraft. Uh, they were founded in 2017. They're based in Hyderabad. What's awesome here is they start off with a questionnaire to really provide you a custom kit. So everything from skip type, tone, you know, condition, your lifestyle, how are you going to be using the product? And, um, you know, again, it's free from, you know, chemical compounds and irritants. And one of the cool things is they do quite a bit of uh, intense research. So, you know, they've had over 10,000 hours of each of their products uh, get tested by Indian, Taiwanese and Japanese cosmetologist which is really really exciting so you know, that's which one which one's your favorite which is the uh the halo drop award for cosmetics i'm going straight to Flipkart and ordering everything from nature's Tatva. so you know they've just done a really good job of not only helping their customers and building a product that is exciting you know uh, local uh it's and it's just really really great so nature's Tatva, folks Now it's time for some hot tips. Foods, drinks, and books are coming up. Let me tee this up. One thing that's uh, really, really exciting that, you know, because we were talking about all this fun cosmetic stuff is a very quick and easy Ayurvedic moisturizer. So basically equal parts raw honey, lemon juice, and, um, you know, your favorite milk. You know, just apply to your face and wash it off after about five minutes. But that's, that's my hot tip for today. So what's your tip? You guys know uh, Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool Sports. Tastes a lot of pizza around the, around the, the country and rates him. So on, on Twitter, this is maybe um, um, a couple months ago. You know, he, he obviously goes to a lot of different restaurants, things of that sort. And then someone on Twitter was like, hey, put your money where your mouth is. I'll throw in 500K if you match it and start funding um, these restaurants. So, you know, fast forward to where we are today, he has raised $32 million, probably in, in under two months uh, from 200,000 people, supported close to 200 different businesses. These are all folks like uh, local restaurants um, across the country. Check out his Twitter account. Check out some of the videos. Um, they're really heartfelt. The, uh, the, the tip that I was having, um, that's the, uh, the Wall Street Bets Reddit. I'm sure folks have been talking about the whole what's been happening with GMU or GameStop. And it's just, it's just so fascinating. It's like the, we've entered now kind of this meme world of investing, right? Where now it's, I know Sunil loves memes and, and Krishna loves memes, but now we're kind of moving into this world where like everyone loves short form content. And now all that dopamine release is happening now on Reddit. And then that's just being converted to creating momentum in, in the stock market. A lot of these hedge funds trade off momentum and now you can create that momentum off of memes. Um, so I think this is just going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see what Reddit does over time. So it's super exciting.